sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts. So let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you. So you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is, you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required, so that's kind of cool. Um, But yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, So yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hey, thanks for tuning in. I'm Serena. I'm Victoria. And this is our podcast, Femme Noir. It's a podcast where we basically talk about movies centered around women. So we're going to talk about movies that are written by women, movies that are directed by women, or movies starring women. Hello, and welcome to our podcast, Femme Noir, a podcast where we talk about movies that are centered around women. So we're going to talk about movies that are written by, directed by, or starring women. I'm Serena. I'm Victoria. So the film that we're talking about is Promising Young Woman. Um, It actually premiered in 2020 at Sundance. So it came out almost a year ago, um, but it was finally released um, direct to video a couple weeks ago, probably. Yeah, at this point. Um, it was supposed to premiere last year, actually, in theaters, but it got pushed back because COVID. But anyway, um, written and directed by Emerald Fennell, the film stars Carrie Mulligan as Cassandra. Um, and in the movie, Cassandra is haunted by a tragedy in her past and takes revenge on the predatory men unlucky enough to cross her path. Took that from Letterboxd. Gotta give it a <laughs> shout out. Um, so we're going to start by talking about um, the way that the film was marketed and like our first impressions of the movie, then move on to like fuller analysis um then we'll go into uh like the Bechdel test we'll have our fuck Mary friend zone the fmf and then give our final scores and recommendations at the very end so we'll start with first impressions and trailer or the way it was marketed and we talked about it a little bit or you mentioned like something about the marketing i can't remember what it was i just the way it was marketed like when i wanted to like i guess like everything that i saw on instagram because again that's mostly how i get um any news about like movies that are coming up the way that it was marketed was, was like a sweet revenge movie. It was very like femme, like high pink colors and like like poppy like attitude, like very like baby driver esque, like as far as like the colors and like quick cuts and editing and stuff like that. And then when I watched the movie, like wasn't, <laughs> and there actually isn't any revenge. So sorry. Um, so yeah, I feel like. I feel like the editing, or not the editing, the the marketing of it got people to like watch it, but it also kind of sets them up to be unfortunately disappointed. Um, because I'm gonna be honest, I I was definitely a little bit disappointed with the movie overall, and I feel like that had a lot to do with what I was expecting going into it. I think um, that kind of makes sense now because you said earlier I I can't remember what I was critiquing, and you were like, well, I think that might have been the point. Um, and I see, I think it, uh, kind of is that way in the way that it subverts that expectation is they were really trying to 
to take a classic revenge story because um, you mentioned a lot of narratives where this sort of uh, occurrence like happens. There's so many stories about girls that are that kill people that assault them or that wrong them. Yeah. So many. So I think that they were really trying to to get catch people off guard and have it not be that typical revenge story. Um, yeah. Not saying that it was good. Like in this. <laughs> It's not going to necessarily transcend into like a yeah. new generation. Um, yeah, I yeah. feel like this movie, <laughs> seeing like the reviews on it right now, are it's getting a lot of like positive things, and I have seen negative reviews that are very similar to kind of like what you and I kind of talked about uh, a little bit before, where it was kind of like, yeah, it's kind of disappointing, and I feel like it's getting a lot of props just on pure shock value um because there were certain things that were like interesting about it but just the way that it kind of follow like it doesn't really follow through on the ideas that it presents and then it kind of and then because of that it kind of ruins everything else that happens if that if that yeah that makes perfect sense to me yeah yeah um, I really had a problem with because, oh girl, I hate to do this. I feel like I'm always comparing movies to other movies and it feels like I'm putting two queens against each other, but I, I, I only know, um, in, in my opinion, I form my opinions based on what I have seen. And so when I watched this movie called MFA, um, I, that it has a similar, um, uh, plot where she's going around and getting revenge um, for like guys that uh, were tried and had sexual assault cases. And um, that movie has, so she, the main character is a very, like, she's very frail, not frail, but like she is very shy in the beginning. Um, she's the opposite of what you would expect a killer to look like. She's very innocent looking and, um, she does end up go like, and taking down like really heavy set, like really, um, big burly guys. She takes them down and kills them. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantasy. It, it, there's no way that that could, uh, possibly be like, the way that a situation would go down, that she would be able to take one of those guys down and just like a hand to hand. But um, the way that the film works, you get lost in it. So it's such like a visual medium that when the visuals don't cater to what, to the ideas being presented, you can just, uh, the effect is just dissolved completely. And that movie I think did a really good job because there's sequences that are very dreamlike um it kind of like blends reality with like yeah. her like descent into kind of like you know more and more like immoral thoughts and like all this kind of stuff thinking like the revenge and so and uh the colors and the way that they do it it's such like it's a wide scheme and in this movie they didn't do any of that everything is completely grounded life yeah. in this movie looks the way that life looks as we see it, except for the fact that this Carrie Mulligan's character, Cassandra, is the same. She's she's very like innocent looking. She, she's not packing no muscle, but she intimidates guys. And that's a fantasy that it's like you have to back it up. You have to back it up with the yeah. visuals. You have to back it up with other things. And on paper, it could work. Like all movies are just <laughs> fantasy. So it, it could work. But it didn't to me. I saw it the way I saw real life. And it took me out of that experience when I, you know, put put all these pieces together and realized there's no way. Like, 
it, it was yeah. too like it didn't really ground like it was too grounded that's the thing it was too close to reality for a, the fantasy yeah. that it presented like it should have had like another level because the other thing watching it i was like only she would get away with that like only this like pretty white girl would get away with that like if i tried something like that, i'd be arrested or probably killed on site like there's no way <laughs> So I was like, you've got to be joking. Like, I was like, she's really just going to sit there and stare at people and they're just going to react like, oh, I'm so intimidated. I was like, that would never happen. That would never happen. Never. Like, no (laughs) No. way. And it's like, like, that guy just like was like, oh, she's taking out my tail. Like, she's got a tire iron. Like, no, that dude would have gotten out of his car and would have lunged at me and probably would have started beating me with a tire iron (laughs) that I started attacking him with. Like, are you kidding me? No. <laughs> that's just what's unfortunate was, because we watch so many movies like Lord of the Rings or like stuff that's obviously fantasy, but we're like, we are so enthralled by it, by the visuals, by the music, by all these other things working for it, that it, we are lost in that reality. Nothing got me lost here. I was jumping <laughs> in and out of this movie like too quickly. Like they did I, nothing to keep you in the world yeah. of the movie because it was a fantasy. There's your And you're it right. got kind of boring like in the middle of the movie <laughs> like when she's like with Bo Burnham's character Ryan and they're yeah. like just having a nice time I literally zoned out I was like <laughs> okay and then I was like oh that's right and that I literally actually checked what time of the movie it was at I was like what time how much time do I have left and then <laughs> I was like dang I still have half a movie to go through mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it took another like five ten minutes for it to get back like to something interesting to happen and i was like oh that's not a good sign like if i if i'm stopping the movie to check to see how much time i have left that's not a good sign mm-hmm. i was bored to be honest mm-hmm. um and then back to what you were saying about like the whole reality of them like i've seen other movies and like television shows there's a television show called um sweet vicious that's got a similar thing where this girl goes on like a vigilante mission to take down like the guys in this like frat house that have these like hazing things where they like pretty much just keep getting away with like like assaulting and like raping girls in like sorority and like on campus and stuff and like yeah she ends up like fighting them and taking them down and she's super scary but the reason she's scary is because she was like trained because her dad was like super military or something like from a young age to like learn how to fight and beat people that are like bigger and more physical than she is and so it was like they backed it up with some actual like some reason for it to make sense why she was able to do that and in this movie i was like why is she just like putting herself in this situation like those are so dangerous like so dangerous that she's doing literally everything every woman gets told not to do from the beginning of their birth like don't go to bars don't get wasted like even though she's pretending like why on earth would you get into a cab with a man like she doesn't have a cell phone on her she doesn't have like any type of protection like she doesn't even carry around pepper spray like what the heck are you kidding me like not a pepper spray she doesn't have like a knife in her pocket or like nunchucks or something like a taser girl why are you just going to clubs and going home with men and not having anything to back you up? Like you're really just going in there like that. She doesn't even have any friends. She's got <laughs> one friend and it's Laverne Cox. who's in the movie for five seconds. Yeah. And I'm just like, why was she in this movie? Like I was actually really excited to see her in this movie. Yeah. Cause I love Laverne Cox. And then I was like, really? They gave her a freaking like white girl's best friend role. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, I was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> pissed. <laughs> 
And that's what I mean. Like if, if it had been done well, you wouldn't even be asking yourself those questions. You would be like, oh, well, it's a movie, you know, da, da, da. But because it was so realistic, it was like the, the camera work was very stagnant. There were a lot of like stagnant shots. There were a lot mm-hmm. of like the, the places that they visited, the house. And like there, there were a lot of like nature scenes and that kind of stuff. There was yeah. nothing that perverted any realistic view. It was very realistic. It yeah. was too realistic for the fantasy to be happening simultaneously. Because we know yeah. we know that world that they presented to us as our own reality. So when we see her living out this vigilante fantasy, we're like, there's no way that can happen. And I, 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 feel, I feel like that's a failure when the movie, um, when you end up asking yourself those questions. Mm-hmm. during or after yeah. the movie i feel like that's yeah like you shouldn't have to answer you shouldn't have to ask their questions and if you do ask those questions there should be a character in the movie that addresses what the audience is obviously thinking and there wasn't any of that and so it it feels a little bit there because i was just sitting there like watching and i kept asking all of these questions and didn't get any answers there's no answers i'm still a little like what the heck like i want to know what happened to nina um like why is she dead like did he kill her? Because I'm confused a little bit all about that. And then like Nina, I didn't think that she was a literal character. Like I, I don't know what to, to think about Nina. Like I was like, I feel really bad for Nina. And like, I'm so sorry she had to go through that. Like I would be pissed too, if that was my friend. But then at the same time, I wish we'd gotten to know her a little better. Like, no, like, even like you don't necessarily have to have Nina in the scene, but the way that maybe she interacted with other people around Nina. Like they all were just like, Oh, you were Nina's friend or like, Oh yeah. Like there's the one scene where her dad's like, um, she goes and she says like, he, he tells her like, uh, yeah, you know, we love Nina. And like Nina was like a, like a daughter to us, but we really miss her and we really miss you too. And it was like, I'm gonna be honest. Like even after he said that, I was just like, I know nothing about this main character, like your daughter. I know nothing about her. And I didn't think that it was like, it was really hard to root for her because she kept doing a bunch of stuff that you're just like, why are you doing that? Like, you shouldn't be doing that. Like you should be working on this in like a different way kind of a thing because of this reality that's created in this film where we're supposed to expect, like you watch it and you just automatically kind of feel like, okay, there's nothing that's supposed to take me out of what I would expect in real life. So I have to assume it's real life. And then like, there's no redeeming qualities about her either. Like the only thing you're supposed to connect with her is by either like a sympathy or an empathy for the fact that she went through this traumatic experience. And that's the only reason that you go through the movie rooting for her at all. I just thought it was ironic because there's literally a scene, I think in the beginning, I can't remember when she's like, you know, like doing her thing, whatever, intimidating men, whatever. That part's not even explained. We don't even know if she ends up killing them, whatever. Anyway, there's a scene where she's like at his apartment and um, she says something like, oh, you care about me? what's my, you know, like, how long have I lived in this city? What's my favorite color? What's this? Asking us all, like, asking him all these questions. And then when he can't answer them, it's like, oh, so he actually doesn't care. Those same questions, we don't know any of those things about Nina either. Yeah, we don't know any of those Like, why would, like, okay, so we, so we, you know, like, they're not giving us that information. So I guess they don't really care about Nina either. And she's the, she's the, the movie's, the entire movie is about Nina, but it, she's 
It's just, it's not about her at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, not about, about her, at all. her at all. She doesn't It's so exist. fucked up. Yeah. It's... Dude. And I think, yeah. honestly, the stakes weren't high enough. I think because it wasn't her, it, it was, like, too easy to, to feel safe. And also because there was never an instance where, like, a guy would fight back. So, like, you never yeah. think that she has weakness. And so you're like, oh, whatever she's doing, she's going to be fine. So the, the stakes are low the entire time. And yeah. I think that's why when they threw in that middle scene with Bo Burnham and they're falling in love and stuff, it didn't feel like a cool down to me because there was no tension at all. I stopped I never, paying attention. Completely. Yeah, I never thought that she was in danger at all because all of her plans worked. She could do whatever yeah. she wanted. I was like, she just somehow got away with it. Yeah. And, like, I guess they were trying, because I did read um, an interview with the director, and she was saying, like, basically this whole idea of the nice guy. And I did really appreciate this twist, because I haven't seen a story where they just make a guy that's supposed to be a nice guy. And, like, generally it's something where they obviously do something and it's very black and white, but this one did feel a little bit great. Like, the beginning scene I thought was a great way to set it up. Um with like her being at the bar him being like you know what i'm just gonna go check on her and then he's like oh do you just want to go back to my place like it's really close here we just have a drink and that was kind of like my first clue i was like oh this guy sucks (laughs) i was like he sucks (laughs) and then like but i was like why didn't he just like actually okay the first time was when she's literally talking to him she's like i don't have a phone i can't call her right and i was like why the fuck didn't he just hand him oh yeah like hand her his phone yeah. To like call being English. Yeah. Me? Yeah. I was so stupid. And I was like, this is the dumbest thing. It pissed me off so much. But yeah, like, I was like, oh, okay, well, at least maybe like he seems like a nice guy. And then it's like, oh, he's not a nice guy. And then he goes and does the very thing. And I was like, that part I relate with because almost every time I've had a dude that's assaulted me. It's always been with the dude that's like, oh, but I'm not like those kind of guys. Or like, like, oh, those guys suck, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, sure, whatever. Like, yeah, no, guess what? The guy that assaulted me wasn't the dude that was screaming at me in the parking lot. It wasn't the guy that followed me to the bathroom to wait for me to come out to ask me out on a date. Like, no, it was the dude who I thought was going to be my friend. And then they were like, oh, actually, I totally just expected something from you because you were nice to me. I don't know if you felt the same, but I was sus about Bo Burnham's character, Ryan, the whole time because of that. Yeah, I was so, I was like, no. And like immediately when he walked in and he was like, you can spit in my coffee if you want to. Like there was just certain language where I was like, I don't like him. (laughs) Like immediately I was like, I don't like him. I would not continue hanging around this guy like at all. Because he asked her out like immediately. He goes like, oh, and then she spits in his coffee and then she, he asked her out. And I was like, that's ridiculous. (laughs) I wouldn't go out with that guy. <laughs> like, I, know, I, I have so what? many instances. Like, I, I do, like, online dating, right? Like, I'm on yeah. Bumble or whatever. Yeah. And so I'll, like, be on Bumble and some dude will be like, oh, so what are your hobbies? And they'll be like, oh, I like to roller skate or something. And he'll be like, that's hot. And I'm like, <laughs> Ew, I hate that. Okay. <laughs> that's nice. Like, yeah, that's 100% why I do it. Is to be attractive for you. Yeah, it was... <laughs> It's so funny because you froze. I can still hear you, but your your face that it froze on is so funny. <laughs> when you see it, you'll be like, oh my God, it was perfect. You were like, 
It was really good. <laughs> I'm talking about guys. That's Serena-ism. Yeah, oh my god, it's perfect. That's your new profile picture. Um, fucking, what was I going to say? Okay, yeah, because she rejects him multiple times. Yeah. Like, he, the fact that he's like, oh, you gave me a fake number. It's like, bitch, that's a no. Like, she's yeah. trying to be nice and be like, like, normally guys would be like, okay, that's a no. But then he comes in like, you gave me a fake number. Like, give me a real number. Like, he's so persistent and he doesn't take no for an answer. That was a red flag for me. And I was almost upset because I thought he was supposed to be, ooh, you Yeah, I was again. like, girl, don't you know? <laughs> Yeah. I was like, that's an immediate red flag. Like, I've done far less just being like talking to a dude on like hinge or something. Like, I had this one conversation with a guy who was like, oh, like we should get drinks on the beach or whatever. Oh, okay. Actually, because like hinge has like a like a most compatible or whatever like thing that it'll just automatically set, which is like the worst thing about hinge, to be honest. <laughs> because it like was like oh you guys are like the most compatible and so he messaged me and obviously i'm just like okay what like what sure why not i don't care let's entertain this idea because like you can never tell what's the first thing like he just messaged me like something like oh hinge thinks like we're compatible and i was <laughs> yeah. like guess yeah i guess so and then he was like so drinks like on the beach like during sunset and i was like in covid <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be upfront with you. Like, I'm not trying to go out. Like, one, I don't just like screw around with people. Like, that's not my thing. I don't like do the whole like sex thing. And also, like, not only because of COVID, but just in general. And then he texted, he messaged me back and went, Well, I can't take the whole in general thing. Um, but I just got COVID tested. And so I responded and I was like, Well, then I guess Hinge has some work to do. And he like, literally didn't get it like at all he literally texted me back and was like i cool so drink sunset like during the beach like let's go and i was like literally no i don't want to go on a date with a guy that literally looked at my profile and was like i want to have sex with her (laughs) i told him that straight up i was like no i'd rather go out with a dude that thinks i'm interesting or something and like wants to get to know me and then he was like (laughs) he said damn you really want to be wifed up. And then I went off and I was like, you've got to be joking. So I sent him back this long message and I was like, first of all, you didn't even deny what I just accused you of, which is ridiculous. And second of all, being married has nothing to do with having basic respect for a woman at all. And I was like, you know what, dude? I was like, being uh, used for sex because you wine and dine me versus being a sex doll, there's no difference, like at all. And then he was like, you're so high maintenance. And then like unmatched me. And I was like, I, you could have done that the first time when I said, hey, has some work to do. <laughs> like, I can't believe you even like message those guys. Like I would just not talk. To I them do get all. a little bit of like a serotonin boost to be able to just kind of like scream into an endless void because I know there's nothing there. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. That's crazy. I'm just like, come on, man. Like, you've got to be kidding. But it's like, those dudes exist. They get no hints. Okay, that's low-key scary, too. Because, like, what if you just fucking saw him? Like, you're just out and then you saw him. Like, I wouldn't remember what the heck he was like. (laughs) Like, what if he remembered you, is what I'm saying? You'd be like, I remember by myself. That's the thing. Uh, Oh, that's good. But I'm also really, like, conscious of people. I am so, like, 
360 eyes in the back of my head like walking down the street like i am so aware of people like even just around me that's good that it weirds other people out they're like why did you notice that i was like you didn't notice that like oh, they're so good. close to us right now no, <laughs> like really people good. are freaked out <laughs> but that's just like i just have that like ingrained in me because i just deal with so many of these dudes on a daily basis so i thought that it was going to be a movie where it was going to be like a bunch of these types of situations and then she was going to be like, yo, I'm going to prove you, like, you're going to have to look into this mirror. And I'm pretty sure it was supposed to maybe be like that, like, originally, where it's like, these dudes are going to have to look back in a mirror and realize they're not the nice guy. But then none of that happened. Yeah. Like, they all just got away with it. Yeah. Well, okay, they didn't all completely get away with it. But, like, the ending, she dies and one guy gets arrested. So two yeah. two women ended up getting brutalized and dying for one man to get arrested by the police when yeah. every single man in this movie, except for the dad should also be arrested. <laughs> I know that is what makes it really difficult. And I know a lot of the discourse around this movie, we kind of talked about it was about the way that it ended. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't see that as a victory. I didn't get any catharsis out of that. Like, I'm sorry. I was pissed off. <laughs> like, I was like, you've got to be joking. And I guess, like, maybe some people were like, oh, well, she got, like, the justice in the end. But it was for, like, one guy. And so much more was lost in gaining that. I think because this movie was so heavy on the realism, they sort of... um they expected the audience to be able to fill in the blanks, mm. but I didn't. And I'm a little upset about it because I think <laughs> they they don't really go into depth because they're like, oh, they'll, they'll know, you know, we imply yeah. it, like, they'll know. But I kind of don't. And I think that it could have been a good, well, not like a good ending, but it could have made sense if they hadn't just implied so much, like they, they implied the danger of like, um, of Cassandra's character. They, like they imply that she's putting Mm -hmm. herself in danger and they apply, they imply all this stuff, but there's no, there's, there's really nothing that they, tangibly give the audience they they don't even give them like the video like not that we have to see it but like yeah, like, I don't want to see that yeah we not that we have to see it but then like I already invented to you about that sequence following it where she's you know like stumbling into like a mental chaos and they express that with like her walking right like very calmly through a field and all this stuff and so they're, yeah. they're implying like okay now she's so upset but then it I don't I I didn't pick up on that and they, yeah there they, isn't a lot of like actual expression of emotion like it's pretty much just blank face the whole time which I was like is this a stylistic thing it, like I wasn't quite sure and then because like, they're expecting you to be mad on your own yeah but, I guess like I had to kind of project that onto her character yeah and I mean, like <laughs> acting wise she did great but I felt like I was projecting a lot more into the story than the story was actually giving me exactly that was like Loki this... what, what? <laughs> like to me Loki the fact that she died and they arrested the one guy was probably the most realistic part of the movie I was like dude this girl could have died <laughs> in the beginning 
her just acting so reckless and walking around. I was like, the heck? And I'm gonna be honest, yeah. I was like, like the first couple of times she did, I was like, she's only getting away with this because she's white. What the heck? I, mean, <laughs> well, like, think, I don't even think me? that would have helped her. Like there were a couple instances where the guy was just like, whoa, let me leave. I was like, that would never happen. <laughs> like, whoa, this skinny little girl is up in my face. Let me just back away. Yeah, that I'm would sorry. never what? happen. <laughs> Never. But yeah, her dying, I was like, yeah, she should have died way earlier. I was like, I 100% was like, yeah, she's dead. Like, there's no way she's getting out of this alive. Not unless some miracle happens, which I guess in real life doesn't happen. So yeah, because then Nina's death wasn't even confirmed. And the death of those weren't even confirmed. So like, if deaths were happening, I it would have been like, oh, it like caught up to her, da da da, whatever, because she's a murderer. Yeah, like, but like, um, I don't know if any of those other guys died. Like, some of them are just like scared. Like she's scared yeah. for one dude that the writer guy that's like, oh my novel's gonna be great, but let me save it. Like kind of guy. Yeah. Like she just scared the crap out of that guy. And then it got ruined for her when she went home with like the the friend of the guy, the first guy, who was like, yeah. Oh, you're that girl that uh Jerry took home. And mm-hmm. then we're like, So what happened to Jerry? Like, did he die or was he just like scared out of his mind? Uh-huh. And then, like, she threatens Bo Burnham's character, Ryan, with, like, the whole the whole video. And he's like, I'm going to lose my job. And she's like, you work with children. Like, he should lose his job. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, oh, God. <laughs> like, he should not be working there. <laughs> um, and then, like, yeah, like, it was just like, are these guys actually dying? And the only thing that confirms that, like, Mina's dead and not just, like, I don't know, comatose in the hospital. Like, is she, like being like paralyzed like i was like what what happened to nina and then the only con- confirmation you get of that is at the end when she says to the guy like after handcuffing him to the bed she's like he's like what's your name and she's like oh i'm nina and then he's like why are you giving me a dead girl's name this is some sick joke and you're just oh, like yeah okay so she's actually dead how did she die oh <laughs> like did he like- kill her or did she like Cause they like she also mentions like oh you bullied her into like dropping the case and I was like okay so she was alive after the incident like there's this huge gap in between her being alive and her being dead and I'm very confused as to like what happened in between that time yeah like, they what expect happened. you to fill in the blank but I'm like I literally can't I literally I don't know I I want to know. I know, because, okay, yeah, girl, I'm sorry, but MFA, that is just the best movie ever, but, like, in that one, it's, like, there's explicit deaths that are happening, and then the ending, there is another, like, not a shocking death, but then something that, like, you're led to believe it won't happen, but then it does, but then that one makes sense, because it's, like, there's other deaths that are happening, and so it all, like, ties up together. This is, like, it was shock value. You said that earlier, but it was kind of, yeah. like, they just wanted to really, like, put it in your face and shock you. I was, like, yeah. Okay. I really I was more do just feel like, like that's what this movie is getting like a bunch of like just shock value reviews or they're like omg i watched this movie now shocked by the ending <laughs> yeah. and then, like the whole rest of the movie up until that point was not good <laughs> okay yeah because that's my personal belief is that you should be able to spoil a movie because i was actually spoiled by this movie i read a review before watching it and um I will okay maybe this isn't a good movie to bring up as an example because I'm critiquing the fuck out of this movie but there's other movies that I knew what was going to happen and still very much enjoyed it um and I feel like spoilers kind of aren't like if if you spoil a movie and that ruins the movie for you then it wasn't a good movie you should be able to know exactly what happens and then 
watch it and still like it. Um, and then, like, even if you didn't guess what was going to happen, like, you should be able to go back, rewatch the movie, and see the breadcrumbs that yeah. led you to believe what the twist was. Yeah. And it's like, this movie had nothing going for it. I know. The end <laughs> was just the end, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm done watching this. Like, I... Yeah, that's that's basically... That's it. There were a couple of good things about... Okay, yeah, we should talk about good like, things. <laughs> I did talk about, like the nice guy narrative and how like you don't really see a lot of that used in films like this. Like it's very black and white and this one was a lot more gray. Um, I like that it didn't necessarily, okay. I didn't really necessarily like that. It shamed women that like don't come to other women's defense, but cause like, I don't oh, think you should shame oh, yeah. women for that. And oh, I was yeah. like, I feel bad that she's shamed. Like it very much shames them when yeah. it's like every woman has like, their own reasons for not doing stuff and it could be like anything and i know in in, like and they kind of made that seem like really black and white which i didn't like but i like that they did bring up the fact that like you can be mad at other women for not coming to your defense if that makes sense Mm because like i've i've experienced that where i'm just like dang like like this happened (laughs) to me and they were there and they literally did nothing about it like wow I'm so pissed kind of a thing and it's like but I also understand as like a woman you don't want to be the one that's going to be in danger like there's a lot of different perspectives there that a lot of people talk about and they made it seem so black and white in this film by just shaming the other woman without having any like explanation as to why the other like the other woman got zero say in anything in the movie which, which i thought was weird oh, like yeah about like what happened to nina like she she basically like makes allison Bree's character think that she cheats on her husband and then she's like goes oh, to passing. the dean and the dean's like she's doing the basic like hr like oh well blah, blah and then she's like oh you don't remember like her and then she's like oh well i just sent your daughter up like oh my goodness that's terrifying <laughs> and i'm yeah. glad that she didn't actually send her daughter up but like she she essentially just shames them. She doesn't think about like like and I guess like the only situation that seemed a little bit better was the fact that she made the dean feel the like fear of what it's like to know someone that you care about have to like go through that or like the possibility of that happening. But it's like by the time that's we were also, that part in the movie, I didn't trust her. I, I thought she was just telling her that, but she actually did put the daughter in danger. Yeah, so I, I was guess like, she did she really freaking do that? I was like, I she better she, not Even though she that. said she didn't, I still thought she did. But then I guess she didn't. But yeah, that was weird. Know. Yeah. And I, I thought that was so her. weird. I didn't like that scene. I didn't like that scene. It's such a like horrible way to like go about that. It was like monstrous, I know. <laughs> like, oh my Fuck god. <laughs> I know. Like that's horrible. more shocking. Like I would never want any other woman to feel that way i'm mm-hmm. sorry like i've gone through that i don't want any other woman to have to feel that i would never even if mm-hmm. i despise them i would mm-hmm. never make them feel like that and what, so i what's interesting didn't that, necessarily that's not like nina. the main character if huh? nina pro- if nina if Cass- if cassandra had been the one to go through it maybe she wouldn't have she wasn't yeah it, and it so for that nina reason was, i was like yeah. cassie what are you doing yeah yeah <laughs> i was like oh my goodness um so yeah there was that but yeah and like i don't know there was like one scene and it wasn't even like a whole scene there was just one bit of dialogue that i actually thought was great because i was like thank god they finally brought it up and it was at the end of the film which bothered me a little bit because i was like this 
should have been said way earlier in the movie. And they should have maybe stuck with that, like, idea, like, through the whole thing and made this, like, a... I don't know. I feel like the tension around this idea wasn't really built up to be anything. Mm-hmm. Like, the worst that happened was the guy got arrested. But when she's talking to the guy after she handcuffs him to the bed and she's about to, like, draw on his stomach... Or not draw on his stomach. She's about to, like, cut him open. Um, like, scar him with Nina's name. He says... That's every guy's nightmare, being accused for stuff like that. And then she goes, what do you think every woman's nightmare is? And I was like, that should have been the first thing that happened. And from that point on, every other dude she interacted with should have gotten a much more dire circumstance so that we actually believe that at the end something's going to happen. Like, yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. And it, it sucks because they, they marketed it as a revenge movie mm-hmm. and there's no revenge. So you no go revenge, into this yeah. movie thinking there's going to be some and there's nothing and it's frustrating AF. Yeah. Like he like he goes to jail for a completely different thing. Yeah. I was like, dude, the only <laughs> thing this movie did was just trigger me. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I was like, no, that's gotta true. Be joking. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it's it's almost a weird ending because she writes in her note. She's like, if anything happens to me, like, da-da-da. But then he wouldn't she have scheduled. gotten arrested if she hadn't died. So now I'm thinking she went in purposely to die so that he yeah. was arrested. But then and why she would she these, put, like, scheduled texts. to me? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, it didn't make sense how that happened. Like, you're like, oh, they're getting arrested. And you're like, maybe they found her phone or something. Or, like, they were able to identify the body and the ashes or, like, because of the necklace. Like, I thought maybe they were going to find out because of the necklace that doesn't burn. I was like, why did he toss that in there? It's not going to burn. Um, and then, like, the Laverne Cox has the other side of the necklace. So I thought maybe that's how they were going to find out. But no, they find out because of the guy that she sent to Pagachu that was like, uh, this might not work out well. And I was like, girl, did you know you were going to die? Like, why did you have scheduled text messages to go at exactly that time? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) We went in being like, let's talk about positive things. And then it ended up being continued. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought the, the orchestra, the orchestral toxic, that was fun. Oh, yeah. I thought listening to that was cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would download yeah. that, listen to it, walk around, feel epic. That was cool. I guess. <laughs> I guess we have to do FMF for this movie, which sucks because every man <gasps> is the worst. I know. The absolute worst. Actually, yeah. You know what? Now I feel so shitty. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to do that. <laughs> I don't even want to do FMF. <laughs> Who um, agrees that we should all just make all of these men pay for their crimes reparations they should be in jail they should lose their jobs um they should get some kind of like we should get some kind of justice for what these men did okay (laughs) then instead of fmf i'm trying to think of what else we can do let's come up with three guys that would have been better to have played ryan instead of (laughs) bobert omg okay yeah we didn't talk about bo burnham um i i don't want to talk about (laughs) we can if you want we can if you want some people would probably hate us for not liking bo burnham i 
Wait, but didn't we talk about how he didn't take no for an answer? We did talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no offense to him as a person. It's just his acting in this wasn't great. Like, I don't know much about Bo Burnham as a person. I have never cared to look up that much about Bo Burnham. All I know is that he did some stand-up specials where he did, like, music and stuff. And, like, a lot of people think they're funny. That's cool. I've seen, like, screen captions where he has some pretty funny quotes, like, on Pinterest and, like, Instagram and stuff. And that's pretty much all I know about Bo Burnham. Other than the fact that I hated eighth grade. Like, I was the worst movie ever. Um, so. so when he was in this, I was like, oh, I've never seen him act before. And then I was like, he looks like a person that's never acted in a movie. That sounds about, that looks about right. I think and this so, is like his first major acting role. Like, you know, when like kids are like younger and they're trying to like do like athletics or something and they're like trying to like copy mannerisms, but they can't quite do it right because they haven't figured out how to use their body. Like they're, they're too long and they're like, oh, I didn't know my arm was going to hit the wall. Or, like, that's what his acting felt like in this movie to me. Um, Damn. I'm you're sorry. So I'm sorry. I'm you're so just sorry. Too, no, here's the thing. Don't apologize for being good at dragging guys. Uh, like, <laughs> you're just too good at it. Like, that's, that's my your drags power. are so specific. It's like, it hurts more. <laughs> like, that. it's just, I can't, I can't help it. I can't, I just can't help it. It just comes out and I don't know. Wow. But That's yeah, amazing. who are three three people you would choose to play Ryan instead of him? Okay. I'm trying to think. Three people that because I I was definitely thinking about that like throughout the movie. I was like, I could totally see so and so playing this person. Okay, let me think. You could have changed him and Max. I feel like he would have been better as that dude like that Max played at the at the like bachelor party. And okay. Max could have played Ryan instead. Like, that would have been so much more believable to me because he looks like the kind of, like, Bogarum looks like the kind of guy that would just, like, be a dick at a bachelor party. Oh, <gasps> you're right. <laughs> like, you're so I totally right. Expect That's true. Chris Evans. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Chris Evans could have played it. Like, yeah. what the He's old as, how old is he? Is he 30 something? He's, like, 40? in his 30s. Okay, yeah, Chris Evans. He would have been cute. Chris Evans would have been cute. Just because, like, I feel like you're supposed to like Ryan, but I never yeah, liked him. You're From supposed the to like, like him and like then him. feel betrayed. And I was like, yeah. I never liked him in the first place. Yeah, and so I think, like, if he had been like Chris Evans. <laughs> yeah, like, he doesn't have that, like, golden retriever, like, attitude yeah. kind of thing. Like, there's, like a, like, a softness to him. Like, he feels very, like, sharp edges, very, like, Dangerous. Not, yeah, like, I didn't like how he felt, like, in the movie. And I yeah. don't think his, like, outfits really helped out. I guess this is my fashion bit. But, like, his outfits didn't really help make him seem like a normal, like, nice-looking guy. Like, because I know that was a thing. She mentioned, uh, the director mentioned that all of the dudes, she wanted them to look really, like, clean-cut. Like, how you would expect, like, a nice guy to look. And Bo Burnham just looked like he couldn't fit his clothes. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like, awkward. Yeah, and so I guess for that reason, it, he just kind of felt like that dude that's, like, trying to pretend to be, like, a nice guy. So I just didn't trust him, like, the whole time. Um, Michael B. Jordan would thank you. No. <laughs> Why? He would take the role. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> he might have taken the role. Because I, I no. would have liked him if he was Miles nice. Teller. Miles Teller could have played him. Who's that? He was like a heartthrob in like the 2000s for some reason. 
And like he does have like that like puppy dog kind oh, of Oh, this guy. Yeah, he's got that puppy dog kind of vibe, but he also totally seems like a villain. Like, you would believe that he's a nice dude, and then you would also believe when he betrays you, like, full-heartedly. I feel like he could have played that. That's true. Yeah, you're right. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is our very sad <laughs> Okay. Um, Beckel test. This one does not pass right away. No. She's with a guy. She's with a lot of guys. Yeah, she's with a lot of dudes and a lot of dudes just talking. It starts yeah. off with dudes talking. She talks to guys and the only time she's not talking... Wait. Yeah, the only time she's not talking about a man with another woman is when she's talking to Laverne Cox, the coffee shop owner, her only friend in the movie, about yeah. coffee and their job. Yeah. Every other scene, they're talking about a man. Yeah, right? She talks to her mom, but... um, Yeah, not really... Nothing really in-depth there, and usually the dad is present as well. They yeah. ask her about boyfriends. They don't, Like, her mom, I'm pretty sure the only scene where they're, they say something that passes the Bechdel test is when her mom's like, this is a gift and she's like what is this and then they're like it's your 30th birthday and she's like oh mom it's just like it's not a big deal that i forgot my 30th birthday and she's like who forgets their 30th birthday that's all that's it those it's just yeah. those two scenes when they're talking about jobs yeah and her 30th birthday which is yeah. really disappointing for a yeah, movie so kind of yeah for a movie that's supposed, supposed to be like, supposed like, to be like female-centric <laughs> And that's the thing Yoink. is like, it 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 kind of depends. Like we talked about this last the last time, but like just because it it barely passes or maybe doesn't pass doesn't mean it necessarily is bad. And I can see mm-hmm. where this one maybe wouldn't pass because it's not like it's about it's about Nina, but it is about men. Yeah. It's so it shouldn't be shocking that men. it doesn't pass, or it does pass, but it should be shocking that it barely passes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I wouldn't say that. It would be, like, necessary. Like, they should have, like, thrown some more random girls in there, I don't think. Because that would have just made it even more, less direct. It's already, like, missing the mark. So just adding more random girls would have been, like, (laughs) diluted. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't say, like, this one barely passes, but I wouldn't say that it is barely respectful. I think that this one does take into account the female perspective and is conscientious of it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like you can definitely tell like right off the bat it has a female perspective because of the opening scene when it's like all the before the credits even come up, it's just an opening scene of men dancing in a bar being shot the exact same way that like objectified when they're yeah, and I was like, Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> that was funny. I like the You song can tell this is a female scene. director, because only a female director would pick up on the fact that Oh, that women are always shot that way when they're dancing. It's always butt shots, weird pans. You barely see their face. All you see is like bouncing here and bouncing <laughs> butts and that's it. And I was like, that that was kind of, that was genius. That was like great. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Oh my goodness. And I like that they yeah. bring up a lot of interesting perspectives just circling around like women and dealing with this 
type of trauma and the fact that like, yeah, it's not a black and white thing. It is a very gray type of like way to experience anything. Like there's never any right way to handle any situation, you know, especially like when you're in it. And so I did think that it brought up those kinds of ideas more so than I've seen in like other films that are like this. Um, So, yeah, like I did think that it was respectable in those ways. So then what would you rate it? I'll be honest, I don't want to watch this movie again. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Like, I would only recommend this to people that I know probably are about as critical about movies as I am. Like, I wouldn't recommend it to my family. My family would probably be, like, really bored. Um, Like, it's definitely not for, like, a regular mainstream audience. I feel like it's definitely supposed to be, like, for, like, film buffs. So I would probably only recommend it to like a film buff, but not really as like a, yeah, it's really good. I'd just be like, it's worth a watch just for the ideas that it brings up, like to discuss, but I wouldn't watch it again. So maybe like, I'd probably just give it like a straight five. Wow. That's like your lowest, I think so far. Just lower than Wonder Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You heck it. Like a straight five. I appreciated this one more than Wonder Woman. I remember having way more problems with Wonder Woman's theme. And I gave that one a five and a half. Because mm-hmm. um, that one really grappled with its own themes. I think this one knew what it was about. But there was just... Uh, it was rocky on the delivery. So it it was probably really good reading it. I'm sure the screenplay is fantastic. Mm. Um, I just think it didn't translate well in the visual sense. So that's my only... like big problem with it well there were there were a couple other problems we mentioned where there's like they were like explain shit or whatever so but i remember giving old guard like seven i think and that mm. was my highest i didn't like it as much as old guard so i think i'm gonna give it like a six like a six and a half i think if it came okay. on again i wouldn't mind it if like friends wanted to watch it whatever i wouldn't mind it um yeah. I'm sure, like, I'm sure people that, like, aren't really, that don't really watch, like, a bunch of random movies and stuff would probably enjoy it because it's definitely different. It's not something that you would normally see every day. That's um, true. But it's not to my tastes very much. Um, yeah. Like, if my friends yeah. were like, I want to watch this movie, but I don't want to watch it by myself. I'd be like, sure. I don't yeah. But, like, I'm not, like, I'm not going to be paying attention. I'm probably going to be on my phone the whole time. Yeah, we'd be talking over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay and then finally recommendations if you like this movie or if you liked things about it or whatever or if we're looking for maybe recommend. movies that were like this but better <laughs> maybe <laughs> i've been waiting to recommend this the whole time mfa bro because it's a movie about a student who's getting her master's in fine arts and um, kind of the same premise, she is um, raped and she sets off on like, you know, a, a tour of vengeance and she starts killing other people's rapists. And I'm going to hold true to what I said earlier, where if you talk about the movie, you should still be able to appreciate it. I think this is one of those movies. So I'm going to say this movie um, does have an instance where she kills her friend's rapist and her friend is mad at her and is like, why would you do that? I didn't ask you to do that. Da, da, da. And I think that that kind of takes promising young woman what that would this movie set mm-hmm. up to yeah. another level and this one came out yeah. oh i didn't write the year i think 2017 um 
really fantastic. I love MFA and it was uh, directed by Natalia Late and written by Leah McKendrick. So uh, mm. female writer and director. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that down right. I didn't know what other movie. Um, really, really good. Um, content warning. That movie has like two, at least two, maybe more explicit rape scenes. So mm. if, yeah, just um, viewer discretion is advised for that one. And then I would also recommend if you're more into because Promising Young Woman was kind of like a comedy almost. There were definitely yeah, some it was like a dark comedy a little bit. It was like a dark comedy. I would recommend the film Thoroughbreds, um, written directed by Corey Finley. Um, okay, I thought that same thing. Like I you was did, like, right? I kind of got like Thoroughbred vibes from this movie. <laughs> yeah, that one has two female main characters, and they go on like. Not like a vengeance sort of revenge ship, but they plot to kill one of the girl's stepdads. And it has yeah. like a total dark comedy vibe. Like the subject matter is intense, but it's just two like teenage girls. And I love like, yeah, I loved it. And yeah. so I think if Anna you Taylor like Joy, what great. Anna Taylor Joy in it. I'm obsessed with her in that one. I love it's her so in that bad. one. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, so those I are my recommendations. Um, I had. Technically, one movie and one television show. I brought up Sweet Vicious. It's a television show, and it like only has one season. It got canceled after that because it obviously deals with a lot of this stuff. And for network television, it was on a network television station like MTV, so it it got canceled after one season. Um, but it is very much the same like dark comedy type thing. It has the same like vibes as in like this girl she experienced like being raped by this like frat guy and then finds out that a bunch of the other frat guys are also doing the same thing to other girls and none of them are able to like really say anything or get any like any of their claims really taken seriously so she goes and basically does like a vigilante tries to get like evidence and then basically makes all of these guys like have to pay for what they did in a way where it's like there's evidence against them she like basically like leaves them in their room like so that they can't leave and then calls the police on them so the police come in and they find all the evidence and stuff like that uh she can fight which makes sense because she fights from the very beginning um it does have like a little bit of like a quirky style because it's an mtv show um and then basically the plot is like she and another girl accidentally kill a dude so in addition to being a vigilante she also has to like try to figure out what the heck to do now that she's like accidentally killed a guy and no one's going to take them seriously in this town because they're both girls and they were probably asking for it. So they definitely weren't in self-defense mode. Um, there were a bunch of air quotes in that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> of you that are listening. I always forget. <laughs> air quotes around uh, just a bunch of little girls in a air quotes small town in air quotes um probably asking for it which is why they air quotes don't get the air quotes self-defense oh, i probably put in too many air quotes but you get what i'm doing what? what i'm doing there um and then the other movie which is actually directed by ridley scott but it's written by a woman and it's very interesting because they had a hard time actually getting this movie to be made because it's very similar in the fact that it's about a woman. It's about two women actually that go on a road trip to get away from, you know, life. And 
they get like attacked by a dude in the parking lot of like this bar and they accidentally kill him and because of the fact that they're both women i think this movie's set in the it's set i think in the 50s 50s 60s they're like housewives i want to say 60s i don't quite remember but it's definitely like way it's not any it's not even like 80s 90s like so the women are like crap like we're totally gonna just go to jail (laughs) like we might get like death row for this kind of a thing like there's no way we can plead any type of case because we like like it was a very clear like i killed him kind of a thing and so they basically commit to each other to like try and you know live their life somewhere else and like leave the rest of their life behind and it's a really interesting movie with a lot of female dynamics in it so i would definitely recommend thelma and louise really good (laughs) awesome yeah Hope you guys enjoyed this one. If you want to come up with an actual FMF, if you are more um, emotionally detached from this movie, you can do it. Definitely do that. Yeah, go I go for curious. it in the comments section on YouTube if you're <laughs> if you're uh, with us there. Uh, send us like I don't know. Uh, we'll probably set, put like a post of this on Instagram, and you can do it in the comment section there on Instagram. We'd love to hear your thoughts if you do want to do an FMF. Um, or if you also just want to recast Bill Burnham, uh, give us your recommendations <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> we would love to see those for sure. Um, yeah. Or on TikTok, we're there too. You know, you can find us. It's, yeah. it's not it's not too hard, I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> I know. <me> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys have a great rest of your day, night, whatever time it whatever time it is where you are and uh thank you so much for listening or watching bye bye till next time